Jazz Chisholm Jr. to the IL for the Marlins. The news they did not want. He hurt himself in center field on Saturday. Went to see a specialist, and he is out. No time frame put on it, but Jazz Chisholm Jr. out for the foreseeable with turf toe. Not 100% sure what that means. Uh, however, delighted to welcome onto the show Rob Langley from Nats in the UK. We're going to be previewing this series. And boy, oh boy, this series just got a lot tougher for the Marlins. Not only are the Nats smoking hot, but now Jazz Chisholm Jr. is missing, as is AJ Puck, the closer, as is the hottest stick, Jesus Sanchez. This could be a real tough series for the Marlins. Going to dig into all of it. Today's Locked on Marlins. You are Locked on Marlins, your daily podcast on the Miami Marlins. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings from England and welcome to Locked On Marlins. This, of course, is your daily Marlins podcast. I'm your host, Peter Pratt. Hit me up, of course, on Twitter at Miami Marlins underscore UK. If you are listening to the pod, hello, greetings. Welcome. Also, hit subscribe. Of course, it is your team every day. And thanks for making Locked On Marlins your first listen of the day. There is a YouTube channel. Head over to there. Hit subscribe. We're, we're approaching 700 subscribers. Insane numbers for Locked On Marlins. But this team is fun. Delighted to welcome... Back to the show. His first appearance this year, but a multi-episode guest thus far. Rob Langley is in the house. Rob, how are we doing, brother? Good evening, Mr. Pratt. Oh, I'm doing very, very well. Lovely to be back. Talk to me about turf toe, mate, because uh, I'm not clear on what this injury is. Do you have Do you have any in- insight that you can share with our with our good listeners here? I was going to ask you exactly the same question. Oh, I was boy. getting confused between turf toe and camel toe. Oh boy, I'm sure <laughs> what it was. So I was hoping Dr. Pratt would have some prognosis for us because okay. it only seems the American sports get turf toe. I've never heard of any Premier League footballers getting turf toe before. Okay, I'm just going to do a quick Google search on the fly here. How do we spell camel for camel toe? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, turf toe, mate. I think it's some sort of muscle joint injury on the big toe, perhaps. So it doesn't sound good. And actually, sounds like it, it might be longer than the 10-day the, the minimum, let's say, on the IL. So... Wait to see how long this is going to keep Jazz out. But for the Marlins fans all tuning in here, listening in, this was the worst case situation. This was the biggest risk of Jazz transitioning into center field. The thing that he was least accustomed to was the wall. Don't have any walls to deal with at second base or shortstop. No. So having to go backwards and trying to track a ball and then work out where the hell the wall is. There was always this worry and concern that Jazz clattering into a wall is going to end up injuring himself. There's been a few close calls already this year, but finally, a close call ends up being a serious call. Jazz exited the game Saturday, didn't return, didn't play Sunday. It's been to see a specialist and thus lands on the IL. Wait to see what the long-term prognosis is. Xavier Edwards has been recalled from AAA. I think he'll spot Garrett Hampson a touch in center field, add a bit of depth into the infield too. But listen, Xavier Edwards is no Jazz Chisholm Jr. Just when the stick was heating up, Back-to-back days with home runs for Jazz. Multiple stolen bases in that series to the IL. Bad news for the Marlins. And looking ahead to this series, some would say bad news for the Marlins too. Rob, the Nats are in fuego. 
They're absolutely scorching right now. They've just spanked the Mets. They're in the wildcard hunt. They're way ahead of schedule. Everyone said the Nats are going to win 40 games this year. You said they're going to win 40 games. <laughs> the Nats are on fire. This team looks fun. What's going on with the Nats? Look, they are fun. They are really, really fun. Um, completely unexpected from me. I might not have gone as low as 40, but it probably <laughs> wasn't a lot higher. It probably wasn't much higher than 50. I'll give you that. No. Um, it. It was looking bleak. It was really looking bleak. I didn't really like many of the off-season acquisitions. The, the trade deadline last year was was fine. We obviously picked up a lot of a lot of studs, but they're all young mm-hmm. studs, like really, mm-hmm. really young. And you're not going to see them for a, a good few years. A lot of those. Um, so yeah, I, I wasn't high at all this year. Um, but we've had some real, real nice surprises. Some some players that have got the got the skills there, like your Patrick Corbin, who we've been waiting for for three years to to actually be a reliable pitcher again. He, he's doing well this year, which is, I think, I know that the, the quality start issue that they talk about, but he, and sometimes I think, oh, is that really a quality start? But it obviously is. And he's had, I think, maybe five, six quality starts this year where we weren't getting any last year. He's no. getting blown up in so many games. Yeah. Um, he's he's reliable. Um, the other pitchers as well, like we'll come on to the, the three that are starting against you guys this week. But, They've all been absolutely fine. The defense is remarkably different. It, like, yeah, there's a few errors here and there. We've got a really young shortstop um, in CJ Abrahams. He's going to make the odd error, but the double plays he turns, it wasn't happening last year. It is so much, so much more fun. We're winning games. Like, like, we started the season one and six. Braves raise two first teams up. One and six. That's going to happen. Since then, 17 and 17. Yeah. Yeah, for a rebuilding team. You look at our lineup, and Pete, you, I've I've sent our lineup out a few times in our in our messages and said, like, what the hell is this lineup? It it looks like a double A, triple A. Sometimes <laughs> you look at it, but it, they're getting the job done. There's 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 some little bits of magic in there. And it, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. I don't stay up and watch all the games. Um, I've subscribe to a podcast um, whereby they, they talk about the games the night before if I haven't watched it and they're, they're good guys you can listen to them and they're, they're down to earth they don't ramp things up they're, they're not like Miami like Marlins UK you know ramp things up when it, it doesn't need to be ramped up but <laughs> <laughs> but they uh, but trust what they're saying and, and they're positive now so wow. you start thinking like yeah wild card is, is well out of it we're, we're not a good team but we are mm-hmm. at the moment we are a solid team. It's a fairly small sample size, but it's mm-hmm. we look we look fairly solid. And yeah, we turn over the Mets. Are, the, the Mets look hopeless, by the way. Yeah, um, we haven't. We've only played the um, Atlanta in our division and the Mets so far. Atlanta beat us up, but they're yeah. going to beat up most teams, aren't they? They um, are. But and then it's you. You you guys are the ones that we we really need to compete with. I'm not sad that Jazz is out, but mm-hmm. I don't want him to miss our games because whenever I watch the Marlins, I want to watch Jazz. Me too. You know, so, yeah, for these, these two games or three games that we've got, yeah, by all means set out, but I'll run him back as soon as possible. Yeah, I, I think pretty much everyone listening to this pod will echo that sentiment, no doubt. Um, when I when I dug into some numbers, and like I mentioned before we hit it, I think, um, I haven't seen one pitch of the Washington Nationals this year. But when you dig into some of the team numbers, you start to see, okay, what kind of team are they, particularly from the offensive side I was looking at? One of the things that really stood out to me is, they are. They have struck out the fewest amount, sizably, by any team in Major League Baseball this year. So the Nats, not striking out a ton. Okay, there's not a ton of power in there, but they're hitting for average. 
They're not striking out. Not too many bombs. But overall, it's kind of along the same lines where the Marlins were headed, where it was like sacrificing some power for some contact and looking to try and accumulate. And listen, the, the Nats have scored 25 more runs in total than the Marlins have, the Marlins' offense this year. So the Nats' offense, in, in many people's eyes, has been better than the Marlins' offense. So like this, there could be a bit of a mirror situation going on here in this series where it's like, who can land the most paper cuts and whose bullpen isn't going to blow it, I think is probably the, the question. Like, Particularly with Jazz missing like this and, and Jesus Sanchez is out too, there's not a lot of power here on both sides, I don't think, right now. So it's a battle of the paper cuts in this series. And who's going to pitch well? And actually, the other thing too is, and we'll talk about these guys after the, the ad, the rotation showing up nicely too. Josiah Gray is back. We don't see Corbin in this one. But he's back, like you mentioned. Gore's pitching like a stud. All of a sudden, the Nats are starting to piece some uh, some pitching together too. But offensively, mate, is that I've, you know I've looked at just the high level numbers. Does that maybe relatively well summarize the, the Washington Nationals thus far in twenty three? Yeah, it is. Um, it's small ball all the way. They're, small they're ball, not, that's the one. Yeah, it's small ball. They're, they're not striking out. Um, I don't know the the exact. Um, rankings for them, but I know I heard that um, Cabot Ruiz and um, Louis Garcia, they I think they're in, in the top five, top ten of the least strikeouts in, in the whole of MLB, and they're two young guys. So yeah. they're not to be striking out. Yeah, they're not they're not hitting hitting for any power whatsoever. Um, I think our highest home runs is four, I think, and that's CJ Abraham's, maybe Lane Thomas. Um, we were re- relying on um, Joe Manessis to to hit like he did last year. He's starting to heat up, but there's yeah. still no no like home run power there. Um, but you can't. Like, you look at our lineup. There isn't power there. You can't. It's not just going to magic out of nowhere, is it? See, so you've got to play to your strengths, and at the moment, the strength is just getting on base and and, and driving them runs in when you can, when the opportunity arises. And, and you, the only way you can get on base if you can't hit for power is by not striking out, right? So, Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. One of the mate. best ways. So they they are they're trying to do the small things right, which is what we didn't see last year. It, all the way every single game last year was are we doing the small things right? And the answer was always no. There was stupid mistakes, uh, swinging and missing when it, the pitch just wasn't weren't there. Then errors in the field, and then there'd be base running errors, and it was just a, a shambles. Whereas they are really really. They've got their act together. I don't know whether that is just goes hand in hand when teams are winning. They obviously they their confidence comes up because these are, all these players can play baseball, right? So yeah, you need confidence. There's there's obviously something there as well that in like the mindset whereby they build up their confidence. They do the little things right after that, and it just builds and builds and builds. And before you know it, you've got a good feeling in the clubhouse, good feeling on the pitch, and, and you're getting wins. Like for us to beat the Mets this year. Like so early doors mm. is is a real good sign. We we faced we played them four times at the weekend. Um, it was two two in in the series. But for us to compete at that level when our, our pitchers weren't expected to to be any good whatsoever, our starting rotation people were looking at it and saying it's not going to go. That's not yep. going to work. And for us to to do that against their lineup because they've still got some serious power. Yeah, they might have some old pieces in their in their rotation and people are writing them off here, there, and everywhere. But they can still hit. So for us, our pitchers to come up against that and still compete, yeah, it's it's good. It's looking really good. It is, mate. It is impressive, impressive series there. And we've seen the Mets a ton, and they actually 
feasted on the Marlins, and so did the Bravos you mentioned, which again are another tier above. I think the Mets are on a bit of a sticky patch right now, uh, but perhaps the Marlins caught them at the wrong time really early on. They've kind of tailed away and whatever. But yeah, to your point, looking at things here, you know, Garcia and, and Kbert Ruiz combined have only struck out 26 times together, which is pretty impressive for them, boys. The other standout as well, I must say, C.J. Abrams. Really interested to have a look at C.J. Abrams in this series. Like you mentioned, he's le- he's pacing the team in home runs. He's also got a ton of steals. His numbers look at a very similar in some ways to Jazz Chisholm Jr.'s, where you've got a sh- you know middle infielder guy that can hit for some power. He's got some speed. You know, maybe the average isn't always going to be there. There's quite a bit of strikeout there too from him. He's probably the main protagonist, let's say, striking out. So I'm really intrigued to get some eyeballs on C.J. Abrams and see. You know, how did how does he look and profile similar to Jazz? We'll wait to see. Obviously, we won't see Jazz in the series, but you know, I think it's you know, he's one of the, the other main studs, right? That the Nats have kind oh. of plumbed in there and, and shortstop and let him roll. Yeah, exactly. And to be honest with you, he was probably probably used a year too early. This is probably his this should be his his year. Yeah. Um we had to use him last year because we had absolutely nothing else. <laughs> um and he probably shouldn't have been there. He, yeah. he was okay. He was, he was, he was, he was fine, but it was more of a necessity. Now yeah. we're, we're seeing him and it, yeah, it's filled and you'll see him. He, he's, he's great. He gets like bums on, he'll get bums on seats in the stadium because yeah. he's that type of guy. He's fun. He's young. He's good. Um, and yeah, it's, it's what you want to see in it. In a, when you, if you're not competing for the playoffs or the wild card. Yeah. Then you want to see fun. You want to have fun. Then you're watching your team, and you know exactly more than anyone else. Hundred percent. The young guys in your team, you've got to get behind them, and you've got to, got to will them to to be good, to be better, haven't you? So yeah, you do. You do, and that's that's part of the rebuild situation. You hook onto these young studs that flash, and you just you, you end up kind of just really just getting into their career and embracing their success rather than the team success because. You know, you're not quite in the window open. I mean, who knows? I mean, the Nats could really smoke one, go on a crazy run, but don't think we're expecting that this year. Let's talk about the the pitching matchups uh, after the the first and only ad of today. Oh. And uh, it's our good friends over at Game Time. Uh, these boys, as you know, have some graphics. Uh, for those watching, you now have the graphics to help you. Uh, it's our good friends over at Game Time. And these guys, it's all about last-minute tickets, guys, and buying tickets to your favorite events. It shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is fast and easy. It's an easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, theater near you. And with killer deals on last-minute tickets and the best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. No doubt about it. So forget planning months in advance. Game time is deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for all sports. you got football in there, basketball, baseball, Concerts, comedy, theater, and more. They've got everything. And game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Can't say fairer than that. You can't. So what do you have to do? Pretty simple. You go and download the game time app. You create an account and you use the promo code LOCKEDONMLB. It's all caps, all one word, LOCKEDONMLB. That gets you 20 bucks off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, Create an account and redeem the code locked on MLB for 20 bucks off. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Let's go. Love that. How about that? Those boys should be needing that as well for uh, Lone Depot. It's going to be packed out there. 
So game time is going to be. I caught the last. I caught the back end of your game against the Reds Sunday evening. Mm. Uh, was it Sunday evening? It looked pretty busy. Yeah, there was some people there. Yeah. I actually saw people in the seats. Unbelievable. <laughs> Crazy. Well, not really. Like, it's a bit rich coming from a Nats fan, but it was. Uh, yeah, it was really, really interesting. It's good to see. <laughs> it is amazing. I, it's funny, right? You know, the, the team has been playing pretty well in, in the main. And, you know, it's they, they're definitely not firing on all cylinders. But, like, they're in the hunt. They're, you know, 500 club. And, you know, there's things to get excited about for the Marlins. I mean, a few of those things have actually recently gone the IL. So, uh, just to call that out. But um, one of the... Exciting things, I would say, remains the rotation. And looking at the pitching matchups, mate, what I must say is we've got some juicy matchups here for this series. Um, Jesus Lozado going tonight for the Marlins. Jesus has effectively been the ace. I know Sandy is the ace, but by the numbers and the performance, Jesus Lozado has been the ace this year, which is impressive for him. Um, tough lefty uh, for the Nats to face. The main thing, though, that stands out for me, Josiah Gray, mate. I mean, last year it was just a real struggle for him and Josiah Gray. But he's sitting at three and five with a sub three ERA. Has Josiah Gray really turned the corner? Do those numbers do him justice this year? Uh, I'll, I'll look at it with Josiah Gray. Last year, his issue was always giving up the long ball. Bombs. Always. Bombs away. Bombs galore. Oh, Every yeah. single game. Yeah. First game this year. Bombs galore. <laughs> hey, we go again. And I'm thinking, oh, no, this is, he's he's going to be a dud. Oh, no, 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 oh, no. I am. I don't know whether it's an English thing, but we do, you do really jump on the one game and you think, oh, that's it. They're done. They're, They're finished. I don't know where, I don't know what that is in us, but yeah. Yeah. I should have, I should know better. And it's 162 games. Since then, he's given up two home runs since opening day. Wow. There you go, so, he's back then. He's it, limited. Yeah, that was, that, that was his trip to though, wasn't it? That's a fairly decent sample size. Now. Yeah. Um, he is good. He's looked very good, very composed. Um, no real worries, really, with him. Um, mm. As I said, the, the, last year, the, the main scream out was the home run. And, it, yeah, that seems to have stopped. So, yeah. yes, very impressed. Um, Listen, he's got nothing, he's got nothing to fear. In this evening's game, he truly hasn't, you know, with Jazz down and Jesus Sanchez down and, you know, this this Marlins lineup, there's nothing to fear. Josiah Gray should have in his mindset, I'm going full attack mode here with the Marlins and just start mowing them down. Not that I want to see that happen, but for him, he has nothing to fear. Maybe, yeah. you know, Hoy Soler is the only guy in the lineup that can truly hit a home run, probably, um, you know, more, more often than not, but... Yeah, I'm intrigued to see Josiah Gray. Haven't seen him pitch since last year. I did see him pitch last year a few times. The Marlins seem to always get him, actually, uh, I think, last year round. So um, we'll wait to see on that one. Wednesday equally looks interesting. Mackenzie Gore going, and Gore looks like he's also had a real nice start of the year. Um, the Marlins have Edward Cabrera going, uh, which has been, I would describe his 2023 as walk heavy is the only way to describe it there's been so many walks from eddie cabrera so many strikeouts but so many walks it's been insane and for a team that doesn't strike out a bunch again this could be a really nice matchup here for the nats like i'm starting to panic about this series already but talk to me about mackenzie gore mackenzie gore has been great um exactly what we needed we didn't mm. see any of him last year after the trade um he Injuries. Uh, I might have seen him once or twice, but yeah, nothing, nothing worthwhile. Yeah. Um, this year, he's been lights out. He's been exactly what we need. And to be honest with you, he'll probably be our number one 
um, going forward. Yeah. Um, I believe I believe the walks are one of his only issues. Um, but again, I don't think anything massively concerning. Um, last, he played against the Mets at the weekend. Check this out. He went four innings, only four innings. Okay. He threw 96 pitches and didn't give up a single run. Work that one out. Okay. But he gets out of these things. He, Must have been some traffic, right? He's, yeah, he, he's got an arsenal to get out of these jams. And he, yeah, mm. he's, he's exactly what we needed. Um, he's carried us through a certain number of games that, yeah, he's, he's perfect. He's absolutely perfect. I, I, yeah, there's not many people that I'd want for his age as well. The deal that we've got him on, yeah, I'm, I'm really, really impressed. Yeah, no doubt. Looks, I mean, he's always there's there's always been an allure and around the name Mackenzie Gore and you know whatever, and it's just great to see him, you know, being able to be healthy and piece it together, and you know, he's he's ace potential, no doubt. And Josiah Gray looks like a nice number two, yeah, I guess. And well, yeah, to be honest with you, I think Gray was always a two, probably a three mm-hmm. um, when we picked him up. So anything above that is a is a bonus. Gore, like you say, he's he's always had that allure around him, hasn't he? And you think, he has. Mm, he, and yeah, he's, he's not disappointing, not disappointing yeah. at all. So that'd be good. He's against Cabrera tomorrow. Yeah. So, yep. Cabrera tomorrow. And then we're going yeah. to wrap up the series, mate. You're going to get a, a, a good look at Uri Perez. Uh, well, it's not been, it's not officially down to start, but Uri Perez will be starting yeah, that game, starting. I, I believe, okay. um, which will be interesting. Well, obviously the, the Marlins top prospect, um, top top ten prospect in baseball in general. I think probably in many people's eyes, the top pitching prospect in baseball overall. So a lot of hype with Uri Perez. Going to be a second game out. He won't go deep. He's not. He won't be going over ninety pitches. Marlins will be closely managing him. But he had a really encouraging debut. And you know, for for the Marlins fans, this guy has only just turned twenty. It's insane how young he is. It's insane how tall he is, and insane how young he is, and the control he has over his body considering the length of his limbs is so impressive so impressive i'd i'd love to see him pitch in with a hangover and see how he can control them limbs then but I, actually he's not old enough to drink in the state so <laughs> he can't he can't i don't know but uh trevor williams i think going for the nats um you know again it's going to be uk friendly mate so we'll we'll have eyeballs on that one on thursday um but trevor williams equally looks like he's been serviceable is how i would describe him yeah, he's been perfectly serviceable. Um, got him on a fairly team-friendly deal. Um, would they look to turn him at the at the deadline potentially? If he, he's probably got to pick up a little bit for someone to pick him up as a as a starting pitcher, but he's he's looking good. Um, he's he's looking good. I, I, no real complaints with him. He's exactly what you want in a number four, number five. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm pleased with him as well. To be honest with you, yeah. UK friendly time. I shall be watching that one. I think it's yes, 10 past six UK time. Correct. So, yeah. Um, what else is there to say? I, I'm absolutely, yeah, I'm looking forward to the series. I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be a fun one. It is. I, I'm I'm actually excited to see the Nats because I think the Nats have, you know, they got something cooking here, which is which is good. Um, obviously, the, the Marlins absolutely loved playing the Nats last year. Yeah. I don't believe that is going to be the situation this year. And I think it's going to be really close. And I, I you know, it wouldn't shock me if the Nats... Sneaker series win here. It really wouldn't. It really, really wouldn't. I think it's going to no, be very it, close. Yeah, and we don't get beat up. The, the team don't get beat up. But no. I think only a couple of times this year we've lost by multiple, multiple runs, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, 
So there's no chance, well, I say there's no chance, there's a small chance that it's ever gonna, the game's going to get away from us at the moment. We've really got things in hand. So yeah. if we can run it close, get it to the bullpen, you're without AJ Puck. You've got this other guy, what's his, Bra- Brazapan? Bra- yeah, Brazapan, yeah. He's Brazapan. Been, they, they've, got, good? they've got some options in the pen great this year. It's, it, yeah, great name, great hairdo as well. <laughs> great hairdo, you'll like We've it. Got, our bullpen, it's, it's been, it started off really well. They, they had... Um, Mason Thompson, Hunter Harvey were both throwing absolute gas, like you're looking at 100 miles an hour. Right. Um, they've tailed off. Hunter Harvey, not so much, but Mason Thompson's dropped off a little bit. But we're, we're not really blowing games. There's been a couple of couple of blowers. But oh, that's what I'm going to say to you. You yeah. know who's back for this this uh, this series? The dick shot. Is he's he? Back. Yes. There could be some dick yeah, shots. He's been on, he's been on uh, IL since, um, since early April. I don't think we've yeah. even played a game for us this season yet. So, yeah, he's back. So he's, strain. Be, he's on a platoon, to be honest, in left field. But Yeah, um, a professional hitter, mate. Professional hitter. Corey yeah, Dickerson. he could add a little bit of pop for us. Um, oh. A little bit. I'm not getting too excited. But you may well see him in one of the games. Um, he's, he's probably in a two, three-way spot in the left field. But we hope we'll see him. Yeah, we'll Interesting. See. I will dig out the T-shirt in uh, in excitement <laughs> and maybe maybe auction that bad boy off if required. But yeah, let's let's hope there for for the Marlins' sake. There's no dick shots, but um, you know it's it's good to see Corey Dickerson back. I was always a fan of his. Actually, I like yeah, I like the guy I remember as well. you being a big fan of him. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, when when you're talking about the pen, mate, you know what stands out to me? It's it's pretty wild that you know you you, you know from the Marlins' perspective, Puck's gone down as the closer and. You know, you often do judge a bullpen by its closer. Like, if they've got a stud guy that can handle the ninth, I, I think you always feel more confident um, for obvious reasons. So the Marlins have, have definitely taken a ding there, which isn't great. When I go and look at the Nats, boy, oh, boy, things are interesting here. We've got Kyle Finnegan, mate. Who, Judy. Judy. <laughs> you got Judy in there, who has converted eight of ten save opportunities. You think, okay. You know, that sounds okay, but then you then look what pops out there. He's got a 195 whip. He's got a 628 ERA. Is, is he, is he still the closer? Coaster. It is a roller coaster with <laughs> Carl Finnegan. It's always <laughs> it been that way. Um, he's one of, them, oh one of them dudes that comes in and you know within the first two pitches how it's going to go. Okay. Every Good. Nats fan knows how it's going to go after the first two pitches. David wow. Martinez is the only person on the planet that seems not to know how it's going to go after the first two pitches <laughs> and keeps him in, and lo and behold, he'll lose the game. Mm. Um, not a lot. Not no. a lot. Um, but, yes, he... Uh, yeah, you sit by the seat of your pants. <sighs> yeah, I... Mate, he's, I, he I comes mean, we... Tanner Scott last year was identical to that. That's exactly who he was. He'd rock in. It would be a roller coaster. It'd be crazy. There'd be walk, walk, walk. You'd have the basis juice, no outs, and somehow he'd get out of it. And you go, what the hell happened there? And other days, it would go the opposite way. But Finnegan right now, he looks like he's got a 20% blowy rate is how I would describe <laughs> it. So, you know, one in five games, he blows. Yeah, I I don't think he's particularly trusted now. I'll be honest. Okay. Um, okay. They they like this Hunter Harvey dude. Um, right. But then they sometimes bring him in a bit earlier as well because he's so he's decent. Um, so you yeah you'll be seeing a bit of him. Um, yeah. This week. His and numbers really pop as well, mate. Sorry. His numbers are popping too. Like yeah, he's got a he's, he's, he's got a, a yeah a 
0.93 whip. Like he's yeah. 20Ks in 18 innings, sub two yeah, ERA. Like he, he looks the mustard, gas, mate. Bro. Is he gas? Is he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he throws okay. gas. He's got a great mullet. Oh, baby. He's, oh, mate, he's perfect national. Um, but then, yeah, there's other guys in the bullpen as well that when they, uh, Carl Edwards Jr. is still hanging no? around, and you know when he, he comes in, you just think, oh, there we go. <laughs> but it's his position we're in, isn't it? We haven't got, we're not going to, you, you can't have everything. When you're a rebuilding team like this, no. you can't have an, a lights out bullpen. It's just not going to happen, is it? So no. it is what it is. I'm not going to, I'm not going to stress about it. It's, if, if you got start, go six innings and then, and then we sit and hold on tight, then you. It's what our type of teams do. There you go. It, it just it seems like a formula. It, it's a similar formula to the Marlins, so it is what it is. What we do know is if the Nats roll into Miami now and sweep the Marlins, they will leapfrog, leapfrog them in the standings. So that's what's to play for there for the Nats if they can you know do some damage. This is a trap series for the Marlins because it isn't linked to the Nats. It's just overall the schedule has been rough. They've hung tough with some... Tougher opponents, let's say. Now we're into the phase of the the schedule where they feel like they should be winning games. But as we saw with the Red Series over the weekend, baseball isn't like that. You know, the Marlins could have easily been swept by the by the the Reds over the weekend. And the Nats coming to town. This is a trap series. The Marlins need to play good ball. They need to play. They need to pitch well. They need to go deep into most of the games and yeah, see what they can do with this offense. Like you say, you you've got that. Coming and we've got that that coming up for us as well. These like the Mets last week, um, last weekend. You kind of write that one off. Obviously, we did very well. Then we got yeah. Miami, and then we got Detroit this weekend. So they're, yeah. they're games that we can look at and think, "Hang on here, like if we get out of here with 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 two series wins, yeah, then you can move on a little bit." And then after You're a that, club. Next week we've got a return of one. He's back. Oh, week, so, uh, <laughs> oh, baby, yeah, that should be interesting. Be I, I really do hope that um, Nats Park. He's nice and busy for his return. But, uh, Me too. That should he's be. He's starting to heat up as well, you know. Yeah, I've seen. I've seen. He, I mean, he had a slow start, didn't he? But he's, he's very rolling. slow. Very that slow. But slow. He's, he's a stud. He's a stud. Yeah. Stud, mate. Absolute yeah. stud. I, it feels right to finish with Juan Soto. I mean, that's probably the right, <laughs> the right spot. I mean, it's all roads lead to Juan Soto, um, both for me and you, I think. <laughs> all so, roads lead to one. They do. They do. Uh, two roads lead to one. Excellent. All right. So, guys. It's going to wrap us up here for, for Locked On Marlins on Tuesday, the 16th of May. I appreciate Rob for hopping on. That was a lot of fun. And I think this series is going to be, in general, a lot of fun. Uh, Rob, you can get him on Twitter, at Nationals underscore UK. Go and hit him up there and follow him along. Uh, he will be uh, lively and lubricated on Thursday, I would assume, for the UK-friendly game. So enjoy that one. Uh, guys, I'm going to be back tomorrow, of course, because this is a daily pod. And I am back with Danny Martinez, the godfather. The Marlins Twitter godfather joins me tomorrow for his season debut. And we've got tons to get into. So look forward to that one. I'll see you tomorrow, guys.